Hello and welcome to a series of podcasts where we will look at wills and probate. I'm Ruth Mayer and a partner at Boyce Turner and throughout the series I'm going to be speaking to Paul Lowry, also a partner at Boyce Turner and head of wills, trusts and probate. Hi Paul, how are you? I'm good Ruth, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. So what are we going to be talking about in this episode? So in this episode, Ruth, I want to talk about the legal process that takes place after somebody dies, which is commonly known as probate. So tell me exactly what is probate? So as I said, it's a process that takes place after someone dies. And that process starts with identifying and valuing the assets and liabilities of the person who's died, collecting in those assets, paying off any debts of the road and any taxes due, and then distributing the estate to the beneficiaries, either in accordance with the terms of the will, if there is a will, or in accordance with the rules of intestacy, if there isn't a will. Now, the rules of intestacy set out in law how an individual's estate will pass if they die without leaving a will. So the process also includes proving the will through a division of the court known as the probate registry. And that process leads to a court order being made, which is commonly called a grant of probate and a grant of probate confirms the authority of the executors named in the will to act and to deal with the assets of the estate or alternatively it can be called a grant of letters of administration um, which proves that uh, the person has the authority to deal with the estate if there's no valid will. So the term probate is used to describe getting a grant of probate or letters of administration from the probate registry, but it's also it's used generally to describe the process in administering someone's estate after they've died. Mm, so just run through the different stages in the probate process for me. A brief overview of the probate process. The, the first stage is to find and value all of the assets and the liabilities. So that includes bank accounts, personal possessions, investments, property, basically all the possessions that have a financial value that you acquire during your lifetime. Once that's been done, you have to complete an inheritance tax return in relation to the estate. So even if there isn't any inheritance tax due, you have to complete a return. And there are, there are two types of return. One's a shorter, more straightforward one, which is generally used in estates where there's no inheritance tax to be paid. And then there's a longer form one for more valuable estates, and that's often where there is inheritance tax to be paid. So when you're determining which is the correct return to be prepared, that can be quite tricky. So often it's best to take advice on that point. Now, once the inheritance tax return has been prepared, if there's any tax to be paid, you generally have to pay some of that tax and get a receipt from HM Revenue and Customs before you can apply for a grant of probate or letters of administration. If there isn't any tax to be paid, then you can generally go ahead and apply for a grant uh, at the probate registry. The executors uh, or the administrators used to swear an oath, which is basically a, a, a statement confirming that the information they've submitted about the will and the estate is true. Now, that's been simplified um, fairly recently and replaced by uh, a more straightforward statement of truth. So basically, you just sign a statement saying what you said is true. Once the application is submitted to the probate registry and the appropriate fee is being paid, providing no problems, 
then the grant of probate is issued and returned by post in due course. And once you've got a grant of probate, you can gather in assets. So, for example, you can sell a property or you can transfer the legal title. You can close bank accounts. You can sell investments. You can cash in uh, life insurance policies. Once you've done all that, the next stage would be you'd pay off any debts. Uh, you'd pay off the balance of any inheritance tax that may be due. And then you distribute the estate to the beneficiaries um, and also an executor would prepare accounts for the approval of the beneficiaries. And those accounts would set out the assets and liabilities of the estate, costs and expenses in administering the estate, and then show how the estate is, is to be divided between the beneficiaries, either according to the terms of the will, if there is one, or according to the rules of intestacy. Okay, so do you always need probate when somebody dies? No, you don't. You don't always need a grant of probate. It's quite possible um, that a grant of probate isn't required. So, for example, bank accounts which are held in joint names normally pass automatically by survivorship to the uh, surviving bank account holder. And all you would need to do in those circumstances is notify the bank, um, produce a death certificate as evidence of death, and the account can be transferred uh, into the name of the surviving joint account holder. And the same is true for properties that are held um, by individuals as in, on a, on, in a way that's known as uh, joint tenants. So if a property is held as joint tenants and one of the property owners dies, the property passes automatically by survivorship to the remaining joint tenant. And all you need to do to transfer the legal title is you'd um, inform the land registry on a, a specific form and send them a copy of the death certificate as, as proof of death. Also with bank accounts, lots of banks these days will agree to close accounts without uh, getting a grant of probate. Often um, they'll go up to accounts with a value of £30,000 or more. Each bank's got slightly different rules. So the first stage um, when somebody contacts me to tell them that a, that a friend or relative has died is that uh, we'll have a conversation about what's in the estate and using that information will decide whether or not a grant of probate is actually necessary. And who actually will be responsible for dealing with probate? So if you've got a will, then um, it's going to be the executors named in the will that have responsibility for, responsibility for administering an estate and obtaining a grant of probate if it's necessary. If there isn't a will, then an administrator needs to be appointed. Um, the persons who are allowed to administer an estate are set out in law. Usually it's a close relative of the person who's died, uh, for example, a spouse or children. Okay, and do they have to use a solicitor to obtain probate? No, you don't have to use a solicitor uh, to obtain probate. It is possible to deal um, with an application for a grant of probate and administer an estate yourself. It can be quite time consuming, particularly the issue of dealing with inheritance tax and inheritance tax returns, and they can in certain cases be quite complex. What you have to remember is that if you're an executor um, administering an estate, you do take on a personal liability. So if, for example, you didn't identify a debt for the estate or tax liability, and then you distributed the estate without settling that liability, you could be held personally responsible. So if you're in any doubt, it's important to take advice. That's interesting. So I think this is the thing people are really interested in. Is instructing a solicitor expensive? Not necessarily. 
So we offer fixed fees for obtaining a grant appropriate in certain circumstances, and we've got full details on our website. That's usually where an estate is straightforward and no inheritance tax is due. Um, we ask the executors um, or the administrators to gather all of the information together, send it to us um, in the correct form. We'd complete an inheritance tax return as appropriate and the application for the grant of probate. Once we've got the grant of probate, we hand that back to the executors and they can complete the administration of the estate themselves. And that can all be done for a fixed fee. If executors want us to carry out more work, and of course we can do that, um, unlike some organisations, we don't charge a percentage fee of the estate. Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. Um, if the executors want us to carry out more work, and of course we can do, um, unlike some organisations, we don't charge a percentage of the estate and we don't, our fee isn't based on the value of the estate. All of our work is time-based, so we only charge the work that's actually done. And what we do at the outset is um, we'll have a conversation um, with the people instructing us. Um, we'll see how much work uh, is likely to be involved, and then we give an estimate for how much time we think it would take to complete the administration of the estate. Right, so do you think it's best to take advice from the solicitor? Well, the role of an executor or an administrator in the estate carries a lot of responsibility, and it can be an onerous task. If you're happy with that responsibility and you're confident in your own ability, you might not need the advice of a solicitor. If you're concerned about onerous duties, things like acting in the best interest of the beneficiaries, avoiding conflicts between your own interests and those of the beneficiaries, potential liability for any acts in dealing with third parties or beneficiaries in your role as an executor or an administrator, then for peace of mind, you might feel more comfortable in taking professional advice. And do you provide an initial meeting for reduced cost? We do. Um, if clients want uh, an initial meeting to discuss the probate procedure in general, um, we will give general advice for up to one hour at no charge. Well, that's great, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us. OK, thanks a lot, Ruth. Remember, you can catch other episodes on this series on Wills and Probate on our podcast channels and our website. And thank you so much for listening.